was striving. Did any of you strive? That's one of the places I tend to reside. I feel like I need to keep earning something that Jesus already paid for. But it's a place I tend to revisit a lot. And so I was striving. And he said, Nance, I see you. Do you ever need someone to just see you? Do you ever need to just know that he sees you? He knows right where you are. He knows your name. He designed you. He called you with a purpose. He planned for you to come here today because he wants to meet with you. It's not, it's not an accident. It's not an accident. He wants you to know that he sees you. He's not forgotten you. It doesn't matter what your circumstance, it doesn't matter what has gone on, and it doesn't matter how many times you think you need to tell him one more time, I just need you to see me. He sees you. He doesn't want you to feel like he's left you. This morning, if you know that you know that you know that you need him to see you, just touch someone's hand next to you. Ask them agree, to agree with you. I was reading a little story and it was talking about a little girl who was afraid in the middle of the night and she ran into her mom and dad's room and said, I'm afraid. And they said, it's all gonna be okay, go back to bed. And she said, no. They said, God is always with you. And she said, I need God with skin on. I need God with skin on. We gotta touch each other. We're a body. We gotta touch each other. If you need to be seen today, understand that the God of the universe sees you. He sees you, but I want you to hear my heart. We want to see you too. And if you're struggling with something, if there's something that you need someone to just walk this walk out with you, I encourage you. I'm not even telling you you need to come to an old-fashioned altar, although I love them. But just find a friend. Find someone in the pew near you and just say, could you just, could you just agree with me in prayer today?
favor and just get in uh, groups of uh, three or four. Just begin to pray for one another. Um, I believe God wants us to linger here just a moment. I think he's trying to do something uh, inside of several of you. And so I just invite you, um, move over, get into some groups. If you're by yourself, um, just join with someone. Just begin to pray um, that God would remove some of that isolation that separates us from who God wants us to be and causes us to, to, uh, to sink deep into some of the, the misery that we're personally in. So just uh, begin to pray for one another. Hallelujah. Worship team, just keep going with that song.
just continue to pray and uh, several are praying still we'll continue on in just a moment here Exodus 33, picking up at verse 12, it says, Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will, we, will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with, with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory then he said i will make my goodness pass before you and i will proclaim the name of the lord before you i will be gracious to whom i will be gracious and i will have compassion on them on whom i have compassion god wants us to know as our heart cries out as we desire to know him to experience him that he wants to be known by us but sometimes there needs to be that level of um, persistence on our part where we push in sometimes the pressures and problems of the world are are easy to separate us from that which God wants us to do and at some point we've got to push in a little further we, we Moses knew God loved him God knew him by name you know God knows you by name He's given you, He's granted you access, but you have to want to go in. You have to want to go in. It's up to you. God, God can make a lot of things available to us, but if we sit back and do nothing with it, it doesn't matter how many cars you have if you never drive them. It doesn't matter if you have a home if you never go in it. It doesn't matter if you say that you worship a living God if you never do anything with Him. God desires your active participation in what He's doing. Praise God. Before or after. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Worship team, thank you. You can keep playing if you want, or you can sit down. You encourage me the more you play, you know. Of course, then we, you might not ever get out of here. Our youth have a presentation for us at the conclusion of our service. Um, praise God. Last week, I started this series, Are You Truly Thankful? And uh, how many of you practiced your thankfulness this week? There are a few of you. Okay, all right, good. You have to practice it. You know, we're not good at it. 
it is easy to be overwhelmed by all the things that pull us down and to forget that we have much to be thankful for. Sometimes we, we think, oh God, I have such a hard life until you talk to somebody who really has a hard life. And then you think, oh God, thank you that I don't have his life or her life, you know. And so sometimes we have to practice our thanksgiving, our thankfulness. And if you picked up a new sheet, because this is part two, I even filled in all of your blanks. And so if you didn't fill in some of the blanks last week, the answers are there. And there are no blanks to fill in today. We're just going to go through several passages of Scripture. Not everything on your sheets am I going to read. Um, I've refined it a little bit. I tried to cut it in half because I thought we do need to get out of here today sometime because we have a 4 o'clock service today. How many of you realize we have a 4 o'clock community service today? All right, a few of you. All right, good. Today at 4 o'clock, the community, um, twice a year as a community, we come together to... um, uh, celebrate as a community, and today is one of those days, and so it's going to be, we're, we're the host church this year. We invite you to come out and to be part of that. It service runs about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, and um, I invite you also to bring cookies with you or brownies or some something that we can just serve up and, and just celebrate with our community, all of our, and bring a love offering. Um, we support um, uh, the uh, uh, we have a food or a ministry that the Ministerial Association, which is organizing this event, the event that we, uh, we help people in need in our community. And this is one of the two offerings that we do a year um, to help support that. We help pay electric for people in the community. Um, we, we buy groceries, we buy gas, we fix cars, we've paid medical bills, we've done all those things. And so it's, uh, it's, it's completely done through the donations that come in. So uh, bring a love offering for that as well. So I, I want to just open up with this passage out of Psalm 107. And actually it repeats itself in a couple different verses here. 107, 1 and then 8 and 9 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. How many can agree with that? All right, my wife, thank you. I'm glad she's with me today. Um, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Going on in 136.1, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. It repeats again in 136.26. Give thanks to the God of heaven, For his steadfast love endures forever. How many are thankful for the steadfast love of the Lord? Amen. You know what? It is that steadfast love that continues to push when we are not really lovable. How many of you have ever been unlovable? Man, I tell you what, I've been around some of you a little bit more than that, and you probably had a few more days that you might not have been as loving as you think. Just being honest. Sometimes we need someone to be honest with us, right? If you, if you want someone to tell you a lie, you just go to somebody who's selling something. But I'm not selling anything. I'm giving you the truth. We are not always lovable, and I'm thankful yet for the steadfast love of God that continues to endure, that continues to pursue me, and we need that. Now, there are several passages that speak to our responsibility in giving thanks. Amos 4.5 says for us to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving 
of that which is leavened, and proclaim free will offerings. Publish them, for so you love to do, O people of Israel, declares the Lord your God. So we need to offer a sacrifice, a sacrifice of thanksgiving. So what this is telling us is that not every time that you come to church will you feel like being thankful. How many of you have ever come to church having a bad day? Okay, good. On those days, it is difficult to sit back and be thankful. And yet, Scripture says on those difficult days, there is still an obligation that we say thank you, God. And it's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. God's not asking you, praise God, to go out and kill an animal. JP, you can go hunting all you want. But God's not requiring it for a symbol of your love. He is not requiring of it for the remission of sins. That's already been taken care of. God wants the sacrifice to be that which you are coming from your own heart. To sacrifice the pain sometimes that we're currently experiencing and still praise God in the midst of the pain. Daniel says in 2.23, To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we ask for. For you have made known to us the king's matter. In this situation, the king had come, had come to his wise people, his wise men, and he said, I had a dream, I want you to interpret it. And they couldn't do it, because he said, I'm not telling you the dream, you have to tell me the dream, and then you have to tell me the interpretation. And because they couldn't do it, he was going to have them all executed. And one of them remembered Daniel. He said, wait, the king, we can't do this, but there is a man who you have locked up in prison. Who can do this? And so they pulled Daniel out of prison and he comes before the king and he tells the king his, his, his dream and he tells him the interpretation. And because of it, God's favor was placed upon Daniel. He was appointed to the second highest position in the kingdom and was able to do all these great things, you know, because of God's favor upon him. Revel, or 2 Corinthians 9.11 says, You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only to supply the needs of the saints, but is it also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. So what God is telling us is when He blesses us, He's not blessing us just for us. If your vision is for me and mine, your vision is too short. Your vision is too narrow. You need some new glasses. You need a vision checkup. God wants you to have a vision for something greater than yourself. So he's saying, listen, I'm going to bless you. I'm, you're going to overflow with blessings. And as you give God glory and as you bless others, there's going to be more to give. Because God's going to allow you to give out of your overflow, out of your abundance at times. Revelation eleven seventeen says, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, and for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. So we give thanks to God for who, he, for who was, who is today, and who's to come. God is eternal. So God's gratitude, or God, our gratitude should be exhibited to God in lots of formats, from raising our hands to just communicating what God has done for us. And that's your obligation. That's your part. 
Number 624 says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. See, that's what we pray over other people. So sometimes when we're praying over someone, we may not know how to pray. And yet we can begin to pray God's Word. And God's Word has the ability to bless and penetrate the very need of an individual without us knowing the specific need. So I encourage you to just begin to, when you don't know how to pray, begin to pray God's Word. <sighs> what next? Colossians 3.16 is one of my favorite passages. I have lots of them. It's okay to have lots of favorites. I have four favorite children. Each one of them believes they are my favorite. And I have lots of favorite passages. Colossians 3.16 is, is one of those passages that we should love because it communicates something about what we believe about God. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. See, when God's Word has found a resting place in your hearts, there begins to happen something inside of you that you begin to proclaim God's goodness to the world because it can't be contained. You know, Scripture tells us that God's Word will accomplish exactly what it was intended to accomplish when it is spoken. When it is, when it is, when it is cast out there, it begins to do a work, and it's going to continue working until the completion of that project. For that we can be thankful because God's Word, God's very Word, is working in your life. How many of you have prayed for someone to be saved? And you believe that God's going to do that. How many of you have seen them to get saved because of it? See, that's God's Word. We declare God's Word. And God's Word begins to do a work. And until that work is completed, God's Word is going to continue to move in a direction and it should dwell in us richly god's word should teach us admonish us bring wisdom and out of it will flow singing of psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms and a thankfulness that comes from our heart there is so much that we have to be thankful for about who god is in our lives Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In Him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to Him. God wants us to understand that. We sang this earlier, Psalm 104. And Kate just tried to, I'm just jumping through different ones, so I know you'll catch up. Psalm 104 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts full of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. So when we enter into His presence, when we enter into this place, there should be thanksgiving on our lips, praise coming forth from us. So God begins also in several of these passages that I've listed, God helps us to cultivate a prayer life. How many of you have ever said, God, help me to pray better? Okay. 
So, so we have to get into the Word. Because God knows how we should pray. And so if we go to the source, Psalm 34, 1 through 4 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 103, 1-5 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. See, when we begin to pray God's Word, there begins to happen this theme um, starting to happen in our spirits about how we can begin to pray more effectively for those that are for ourselves and to develop that habit of prayer. Colossians 1.3 says, We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. This is how we pray for others. We thank God for you. I thank God for my children. I thank God for you. Do you know that? As I was thinking about today, and I knew our young people were going to be doing this, I began to pray and thank God for them because I know that they're going to touch lives. And I knew our, our, our kids were going to be up here reading a memory verse. And I love when children and adults share memory verses. And if any of you ever have a verse that you've memorized and you want to share, I'll let you come up here and stand and, and share it with us because I think it will accomplish much. Ephesians 1.16 says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. That is my heart for you. I am so thankful for Miss Elaine. Now, some of you have to understand that Miss Elaine desires passionately a phone directory of our church. <laughs> if she has not hit you up for this, to get your information, she will. She wants to pray for you and contact you. She sends out birthday cards and she sends out greetings and things and anniversary cards. And sometimes she'll call and pray for you when you, she knows you're sick or whatever. She just wants that. She, she loves those things about those. And so I just want to encourage you. Um, turn in your information for us. There's a little card there in front of you. Um, give us your, your name, address, phone number important birth dates turning in the offering miss jennifer has been working on updating that as you turn that in yeah miss, miss elaine's showing you the card so turn it in first thessalonians 5 16 and 18 says rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks do you hear this theme about our responsibility to give thanks through it all Give thanks in all circumstances for he, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's not talking about you being thankful for everything. We've already alluded to that. It's in it. We can still thank him. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him let us continually offer up sacrifices of praise to God. That is the fruit of the lips that acknowledge his name. So. Let me see here. What do I want to encourage you with next? 
when you have a hundred scriptures, it's easy to find several to encourage you with. First Timothy four four says, "For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving." <laughs> For it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. Now let me just share a a valuable lesson here. Not every gift that is given to you will you want. But you should receive it with thanksgiving. So let me give you a practical illustration of this. When we had been in pastoring in South Dakota not too long, we had a neighbor that came over to us to give us an um, offering of some vegetables. They were some vegetables that we just didn't eat a lot. So in our naivety, um, in our ignorance, we refused them. We said, you know, we really don't eat those vegetables. It would be better if you just found, you know, gave them to someone else. That one act of not receiving that gift turned that neighbor who was a new neighbor into an enemy. <laughs> and for the next Six plus years that we lived next to her, she did not like us. We, now, it was ignorance. We, we were not meaning to create an enemy. And then as I read this, this scripture, it says that we should receive it with thanksgiving. Now, could we have received that and taken it to church and blessed someone else? Absolutely. I can guarantee you we have blessed a lot of people through the years since then with many things that we have received. <laughs> but we receive it with thanksgiving now. Now I'm, teach, I'm trying to help you to not make some of the mistakes that we've made. It's not always about whether or not you want something. Receive it with thanksgiving because it's out of the heart. My mom is a giver. When um, we came back... Um, when we were out in South Dakota and we had come back to visit and my mom said, I, j- I have some stuff I'd like to, I've, I've been saving up for your kids. Now my, our kids were all young. We were homeschooling. We want to bless you. And she took me out and she had two storage barns filled with stuff that she had been buying. Paper, pencils, books. She was a custodian at the school and anytime they were going to throw away books, she brought them home. And, and she wanted us to take them. Now, she was my mom, and I loved her, and I went out and got a U-Haul, and I literally filled up an entire U-Haul of all the stuff that she gave us, and we took it back to South Dakota, <laughs> and we laid it out on the lawn of our <laughs> property, and we invited everybody from the church and the neighborhood to come and, and help themselves. Now, my mom had no idea. She hadn't, she's not on social media. She, she doesn't know what a smartphone is. You know, but I'll tell you what, we blessed a lot of people with her blessing us. We, we were not going to be able to use all of it, nor would we try. We wanted to be a blessing, but we received it with thanksgiving. It cost us to transfer it all out to South Dakota, but we did, and we blessed people. Let the blessings that God pours on you be a blessing to others. Now, that being said... If you see someone giving away something that you blessed somebody with, do not hold that against them. 
Don't, if, they, if they received it with thanksgiving and you gave it with a joyful heart, then once you give it, it's done. End of discussion. Because you've given it away. And now, you can't judge someone if they bless somebody else. Now, how many of you have ever blessed somebody with something and you know it's been given, it, you, you're at least the third or fourth person that's been blessed with this item? Just keep sending it. Somewhere it's going to find a resting place. So that's just to encourage you in this process. Now, one of the last scriptures that I want to share with you, because I want to give our young people an opportunity to minister, um, and, I, and I want them to, you know, I don't know what's going to come out of this at the end of it, but I want your hearts to be receptive. This passage out of 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13 is very powerful to me. It says, Beloved, do not be surprised by the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. Difficult times come. <laughs> God's already laid out. Don't be surprised when the fiery trials happen. Actually, Scripture says, because you love me, this world's going to hate you. Now, does that communicate a pretty harsh tone? You know, it's not like they're going to dislike you and, and they're just going to avoid you. No, it says they're going to hate you. If you ever read in the media and stuff, there's a baker out in, in, South Dakota, or in Colorado that, you know, just refused to put a couple of messages on his cakes he was willing to bake the cakes he just wasn't willing to put a mess certain message on them. and he has been sued on and off now for five years and he's won every case that has gone to court but he keeps being sued from all these groups that are just wanting to crush him and it's and it can it really exemplifies this message that this world is going to hate you for what you stand for don't be surprised by it <laughs> First Peter's saying, don't be surprised. It's going to happen. Somebody is not going to like you for what you stand for. It's okay. They cannot like you for what you stand for, and you can still stand for it. And you don't have to argue with them. I actually encourage you not to. <laughs> don't, don't pick a fight with them just because they don't like what you stand for. Give them the right to disagree with you. And just love them anyways. But all of these things that I wanted to encourage you with over the last couple weeks have been done so, so that you understand that thanksgiving flows from inside of us. But it does not just happen. It is determined. It's self-determined. If you want to truly exemplify the message of Scripture, you will be men and women who choose to be thankful on a daily basis for the things that God has blessed you with. Every night as you prepare to lay down, thank God for all the many blessings of that day. And if you start giving, getting yourself into a position where you're thinking of the things you have to be thankful for, even if you keep a little logbook in your phone or in a sheet of paper throughout the day as you notice something, maybe you're driving in the parking lot and you realize that a, a parking spot opened up close and it was a bad day. God, thank you for this parking spot. 
or you find something on sale that you've really been looking for. God, thank you for, you know, this item. Or somebody calls you or encourages you. God, thank you for this. And you start writing those things down. And what you do is you begin to cre- keeping a logbook of the things that you have to declare to God of what you're thankful for that day. You know, there's so much that we could be thankful for. And sometimes there's so little that we say thanks for. So I want to encourage you as we enter into this week of Thanksgiving. I'm excited about it. It's a great time of family. It's a great time of food. I love all the foods of Thanksgiving. Um, but more than that, I love the, the emphasis on what we have to be thankful for. So I want to encourage you to spend time saying thank you to God throughout this week for the many blessings He's put on your life for the things that he has done for you ushers i'm going to invite you to go ahead and come we're going to receive our morning tithes and offering before our uh, kids come our young people come this coming wednesday there is no services here at the church we encourage you to spend time with your family also this is very important Some of you talked the last time we had our Discover School of Ministry advertised that we were going to have it over in Clayton. This time we have a new class that's going to be starting up on December 9th. But we have the opportunity if we have at least three people to have it here at the church. I've already got one person said that they're willing, that they want to do it. So if you would like to be part of this, um, there's a sign-up sheet out there. And there's also a sign-up sheet for the senior luncheon coming up. And so they're both of those. So on the little ta- or the little concrete pad just outside the sanctuary here, you can sign up on that. The School of Ministry tentatively is going to be Monday night, tentatively from six thirty to eight thirty. So it's a two-hour window of time right here at the church. It'll be in the fellowship hall if we have it. So if you're interested, um, please sign up. We can get you more information on that. So let us pray. Father, thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to be part of what you're doing uh, here in Bellbrook and the greater Bellbrook area. We pray your blessing on this offering that you would multiply it to meet the needs of our church. We also pray for our young people as they present this gift, this ministry. Father, that you will move in us and on us to accomplish your perfect will. We thank you for this and we ask for this in your name. Amen. Hey, really quick, before we, uh, um, Annalise is going to say something. Um, she's going to kind of describe what's going on. Oh, I just want to brag on these guys real quick. Um, our youth group is, is doing amazing, amazing things. Like, they, uh, they, they call each other. They text each other weekly. They encourage each other. They call each other out. Um, and this whole thing is them. Um, I, I was actually at work the Wednesday night that they were like, listen, we're going to do this. Um, so they all put it together, and uh, it's something they, they really believe that will minister to you. Um, we've talked, and they, and they take it very serious because they, they believe God has, has, has laid this on their hearts. And, um, like, I wasn't even going to speak. And Anna's going to open it up, and then she's also going to close it out. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, JP had showed us this video. Um, 
called a human video. It's basically where like they play a song and then like a group of people gets together and act something out like to go with it. So um, for ours, so we're gonna have Erilyn. She's like the main character, and she's gonna struggle like from she's gonna start off with God and then she's gonna struggle with all these worldly like possessions and problems and then um like it gets fixed towards the end and everything but so we decided to do this because we know like it's a very real concept for many people and like from people like our age younger and a lot older too that it's not just like a small thing that is big and we just wanted to share that message so yeah
Um, that was kind of our skit and everything. So, um, again, we chose to do that one because it's a very, like, real thing. But in life, a lot of us, like, as people, we decide to go to worldly things to try and fix our worldly problems. And we know that just going to that, like, going to, like, our friends being kids, you're going to get kid answers. So, um, with that, it's just kind of, like, instead of going to, like, different things that you think are going to make you happy, like go to Jesus, because overall he's the one person that can fix all of your problems no matter what. So, yeah.